Last week, a judge found that a deadly 2020 attack on a Toronto massage parlor was an act of terror inspired by the incel movement. The man, who can't be named because of his age at the time of the attack, said he was inspired by an incel attacker that drove a van into a crowd in Toronto in 2018. The incel problem is not new. In fact, the modern term incel, or involuntary celibate, dates all the way back to the 90s. Yes, the 90s were 30 years ago, my loves. But it goes back even further, because women have always been treated in terms of what they can sexually offer men. In his History of the Normans, written circa 1015, Dudo of St. Quentin argued that the reason the Vikings went raiding was because they couldn't find wives, an idea that was echoed by the Tudor antiquarian William Camden in his 1610 book, Britannia. Even Charles Darwin got in on the discussion about how men view their power in terms of their ability to charm over women versus their power over men, saying the power to charm the female has sometimes been more important than the power to conquer other males in battle. And this is in his book, The Descent of Man. So what are incels? Why should we care? What do we do about them? This may get some heat, but a lot of people talk about increasing accessibility to mental health support for this community. And I agree that's important, but we can't coddle these people. We just can't. As women, we are already pressured in being the peacekeepers. We're already supposed to consider everyone's feelings. And yes, I think when it comes to any human being we encounter, we can consider what they might be going through, what trauma they may carry. But ultimately, we need to be aware of these men that call themselves incels. And yes, they are all men. What they say, what they believe, why they behave the way they do, and how we can protect ourselves against them. I'm Sarah. I've been the target of five explicit at incels that I know of in my lifetime. This is Reclaiming and Girls to the Fucking Front. everyone. How you doing? I am doing so well. I had a birthday last week and I had an amazing day with some of my favorite sweetest humans ever and I feel older and happier and my body is definitely not 21 anymore but that's okay because I'm definitely getting cooler with going hard and then resting hard and repeat. It's kind of my MO these days which is what it is but you know it is what it is. So anyway welcome to Reclaiming the weekly podcast where we spark a revolution from within. We take back every single thing that was stolen from us by the patriarchy or purity culture or capitalism or white supremacy or whatever it is that you need to be fully in your power. I'm Sarah. I'm a writer, which artist and pole dancer in Los Angeles. And I'm so happy you're here. And if you are a new listener, hello and welcome. I hope you like it. I wish I could say that not all the episodes are this heavy, but lately they've been a little bit heavier. So next week I'll do a fun one. Okay. I like to sprinkle in some like witchy episodes. So maybe I'll do like a witchcraft episode. Eric and I are doing our weekly Joshua tree summer kickoff trip. So I will be writing whatever the episode is while I'm there and uh, being away from this city and everything. I think I'll be a little bit more blissed out. So we'll do a fun one next week. So stay tuned for that. Wow, that was a little bit of a tangent. Um, And if you're a veteran reclaimer, hello, my love. I love you to Pluto and back. And again, another tangent, Pluto just changed signs back into Capricorn for the rest of this year. But then it'll be going back into Aquarius, which means a lot of revolution is headed our way. And this is a good thing because we are all primed and ready for revolution, right? Pluto just spent a few months in Aquarius. uh, So it's a little bit of a preview of what's to come. 
come. And if we think about the last few months, um, oh, yeah, Donald J. Trump, J stands for jail, was indicted for a second time. And um, I know there are a lot of people that listen and are very like anarchist and anti-state. So I want to make sure you all know that I consider your views valid. But I really always find great relief in finding justice within the system. Um, I'm all about, you know, fuck the system, too. So I guess it's complicated. But yeah. Wow. Lots of tangents today. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for being here with me week after week. I appreciate it so much. Uh, the reviews for the show have been lagging a little bit. So if you are a veteran reclaimer and you join me week after week, you think you might be able to give this podcast a five star rating and review. If you haven't already, it would help so much. Um, I've mentioned it before, but I am at the whims of so many algorithms. Algorithms are created by people with their own biases. And um, when it comes to tech, you know, there's a lot of tech bros that like to... Um, you know, punish certain people on algorithms. And uh, sometimes I think I'm one of them. Maybe I'm not. Maybe it's all in my head. Who knows? Whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, if you could leave a five star rating review, that would be amazing. Um, one last moment of housekeeping. If you have not signed up for reclaiming the newsletter, please go do that. You can sign up at reclaimeffingeverything.com. That's reclaim E-F-F-I-N-G everything.com. And if you do one or the other, please consider doing both. It is a whole project. Um, this whole little feminist ecosystem I'm trying to build and um, showing up week after after week is really what's going to make all the difference. You know, it's that consistency. Uh, this feminism, you know, revolution is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> I'm all over the place today. Uh, yeah. So which is good because otherwise, after all this research I've done on this topic, I might cry from all the frustration. So, um, yeah, without any further ado, let's dive into the topic, which is incels or, as I mentioned at the top, involuntary celibates. OK, so I'm going to read you a couple of literal word for word posts that the New Yorker published from incel communities online, and they are horrifying. Uh, but we absolutely need to know what they're saying so we can know how to protect ourselves. Right. And what to look for. OK, so you ready? And also, I'm really sorry to have to be the ones to read the one to read this to you. But this is really important. OK, so here's one. Society has become a place for worship of females. And it's so fucking wrong. They're not gods. They are just a fucking cum dumpster. Number two, women are the ultimate cause of our suffering. They're the ones who have unjustly made our lives a living hell. We need to focus more on our hatred of women. Hatred is power. Number three, nothing with a pussy can ever be an incel. Someone will be desperate enough to fuck it. Men are lining up to fuck pigs, hippos, and ogres. Yeah. <laughs> Incels are typically heterosexual male, white males who adhere to a violent and misogynistic ideology of male supremacy, according to the FBI. Incels are seemingly left out of the allures of modern day romance and on demand sex with attractive women, which they are think they think they are entitled to. Um, and they they are left out of this modern day sex culture because of things that they believe are outside of their control, like their physical appearance. Um, incels often have an obsession with skull shape and bone structure. They tend to think that things like highbrows and height and broad shoulders lead to sexual encounters and that things like soft chins or weak wrists or for whatever reason, lead women to rejecting them. They also blame things like biological essentialism, feminism, and the quote unquote woke elites for their inability to have sex. 
There's an undeniable crossover between incel culture and like that hyper nationalist alt right, you know, ecosystem. <laughs> but what incels are most known for is their rampant hatred of women. A recent research study with 348 men, including 156 incels, linked incel culture with female hate, finding a connection with misogynistic attitudes, hostility towards women, sexual objectification and rape myths even after controlling for personality. So you take every single individual person out of it. The thing that's left is this absolute vile hostility towards women. Incels work on online incel forums or what they call the incelosphere, whatever it's called, or the manosphere. Um, it's where they post misogynistic ideas about masculine entitlement. They These are young men that egg each other on to discuss and even perpetrate vile atrocities against women, children, racial and ethnic minorities, immigrants, and other targets of their hatred. Incels like to speak in a lot of code, which is pretty typical for the internet, but I wanted to give you a few insights to what these codes are. First of all, they refuse to call women women because it inherently not acknowledges their human nature, so they call women femoids. Yes, femoids. They call women stacies, and these are women who are mindless and promiscuous and sexually appealing. These are stacies are uh, people that desert not even people, objects that deserve to be both ogled and hated. Stacys who dress provocatively and know their sexual power are, again, objects of their hate. And the men who get Stacys are called chads. To incels, hegemonic masculinity is embodied by these so-called chads. These people have chiseled jaws. They're attractive. They're the alpha male types. They are the genealogical lottery winners. Incels believe that chads are born that way with those chiseled jawbones, sea foreheads, you know, tall, broad shoulders. But if they're not, they have practiced the art of pickup from books like The Game by Neil Strauss or they, you know, watch Andrew Tate or follow Jordan Peterson, whatever. They love the terms red pilled and black pilled, which come from the matrix. The red pill meaning that they see the game for what it is, something that will always be unequal for men like them or black pilled, which is just, you know, kind of a nihilistic, the whole everything sucks and we're all going to die alone. Uh, red pill incels believe that there are three types of men, incels who are forever alone, normies or men who are cucks or cuckolds to women or alphas, which are the ones who fuck. So when you see an alpha male, see the words alpha male thrown around, run the other way as fast as fucking possible. These are men that play into the deranged ecosystem of incels. Incels believe in something called sexual Marxism, which means that sex should be equally distributed. And guess what that means for those of us who are women and femmes? Yes, we are the products that should be equally distributed. We are not humans to incels. We are just not, which is why I have a hard time with People who think that we really just need to dive into the loneliness and the pain of being unwanted because women and women can feel lonely and wanted, but they do they feel entitled to men's bodies and sexuality because of it? Not really. 
Incels also believe in something called the 80-20 rule, which says that the top 20% of men will get 80% of women. Again, think about how they view this as so unequal. They place none of the blame on that top 20% of men. In their eyes, this inequality is the woman's fault. They fault our modern feminist society, which has allowed women to be pickier with their sexual partners. They think this isn't fair and therefore women must pay. Incels also believed in this concept called hypergamy, which means that women date above their attractiveness and stature. They frequently discuss this concept, which is so weird. It's called Alpha Fucks Beta Bucks, which says that women will date chads and alphas in their 20s, theoretically to get ahead in society, and then settle for a cuckold normie in their 30s, then divorce them in their 40s and take them to the cleaners, getting half of their worth and the custody of their kids. This is what they think we do on purpose. A few other linguistic primers here. There are multiple types of cells that define what exactly these men think are the reasons they can't get laid. For example, frame cells are men with a slight of build and can't get laid because of that. Height cells also, again, because of their height. Um, They're also known as manlets. Mental cells, which are People with some kind of mental blocks, depressives, um, people on the autistic spectrum um, and other whose plight stems from more of a psyche than a physiological thing. Um, And then there's vol cells, which are men who are voluntary celibate. Um, If a vol cell says something, you know, there's some interaction with a woman. It's basically a very degrading thing like um, a vol cell if you wouldn't like I could have sex with this woman but there's no fucking way that I would um, they use the word bro cell as an affectionate like moniker for each other they also fetishize teenagers and virgins they use the abbreviations JB's for jailbait and perhaps the most vile of all the incel lexicon and I again am truly sorry for being the one to subject your ears to this roasty which is a term they use for women with sexual experience and they use this term denoting the labia that have turned into roast beef from overuse. In incel forums, you're likely to see plenty of content that explicitly supports rape. And according to a recent study in 2022, members post about rape nearly every half hour, according to a new study in the online incelosphere. Incelos- I'll never be able to say that word. Maybe that's a good thing. The word rape and variations on it are used every 29 minutes on average. These words appeared in 18,530 posts made by 1,000 and 583 users, according to this 2022 study. On the forums, there were 550 threads containing variations of the word rape in the title. Many of these threads, the study said, glorified sexual violence. Analysis of comments of two of these threads found overwhelming support among the users for rape. The study showed that 89% of those responding who had a position on the issue were in support of rape. Only 5% disagreed with rape, the study said, with one user saying they disapproved of rape because it was, quote, too unimaginative, unquote. Think about it, though. Incels aren't mad that women are having sex. They're mad that women are having sex with people that aren't them. In the extreme, incels believe that they're entitled to women, their bodies, and to their sex. 
This can lead to resentment and the dehumanization of women. What incels want is extremely limited and specific. They want unattractive, uncouth, and unpleasant misogynists to be able to have sex on demand with young, beautiful women. They believe this is their natural right. In our modern era, sex has become hyper-efficient and a deregulated marketplace. Think about that, like Tinder and Grindr, all these things. It often makes people feel really bad. The American men under 30 who have never had sex tripled between 2008 and 2018, but it hasn't risen nearly as rapidly for women. And the only plausible explanation for this is that women are still having sex, but they're competing for a smaller pool of desirable men and leaving the rest on the shelf. Like I said, Tinder and Grindr are built to carefully match people by looks above everything else. And this makes sense. And sexual achievement favors abled over disabled, cis people over trans, thin over fat, tall over short, white over non-white, rich over poor. All of this is absolutely true, but it is a dangerous thing to dull the edge of incels. In our patriarchal society, there is an absolutely absurd mismatch in the way that straight men and women are taught to respond to feeling like they aren't being chosen by the partners they want. Women are socialized from childhood to blame themselves if they feel undesirable, to believe that they will be unacceptable unless they spend time and money and mental effort on being pretty and amenable and appealing to men. Men, though, like women, blame women if they if they feel undesirable. The more power women get to be choosy about their sexual partners, the more these men come up with wild ideas about self-improvement or revenge that are sometimes inextricable from violent rage. Even with normal sexual ratios, though, our culture is creating this group of people who feel like they have no hope. It's composed of men who simply aren't impressive enough to attract anyone even for a fling, let alone a committed relationship. The grievances of this sexual underclass are creeping into our politics, and it makes sense. Angela Nagel argued in her book, Kill All Normies, quote, the decline of monogamy has seen a greater level of sexual choice for an elite of men and a growing celibacy among a larger male population at the bottom of the pecking order. Their own anxiety and anger about their low ranking status in this hierarchy is precisely what has produced their hardline rhetoric about asserting hierarchy in the world politically when it comes to women and non-whites. Several distinct cultural changes also have created a situation in which many men who hate women do not have the access to women's bodies that they would have had in days past. In the 1960s on, an ongoing sexual revolution has urged women to seek liberation. The self-esteem movement taught women that we were valuable beyond what convention might dictate. The rise of mainstream feminism gave us certainty and community in all of these understandings, and the internet-enabled efficiency of today's marketplace has allowed women to find potential sexual partners easily, so men who don't get chosen by women feel extra victimized by them. Most American women now grow up with the understanding that they can choose whoever they want to have sex with. In this way, it makes sense to say that incels aren't really looking for sex. They're just looking for absolute male supremacy. Sex, defined to them as dominion over female bodies, is just their preferred sort of proof. If what incels wanted was sex, they might, for instance, value sex workers and maybe even try to legalize sex work. But incels, being violent misogynists, often express extreme disgust at the idea of any kind of whore. And I use whore in quotation marks when I talk about sex workers here in this in this instance. 
Incels dream of perpetuating violence against the sluts who wear short shorts but don't want to be groped by strangers. They draw up elaborate scenarios in which women are auctioned off at age 18 to the highest bidder. And they call Elliot Roger their lord and savior and feminist the female KKK. Okay, now let's talk for just a second about Elliot Roger. In 2014, 22-year-old Elliot Roger executed a multi-pronged mass casualty attack at Isla Vista, California, UCSB, comprised of stabbings, drive-by shootings, and a vehicle ramming, which resulted in six people killed and 14 injured. He wrote a 130-plus page manifesto where he justified the attack because he was a, quote, kissless virgin, unquote. Roger uploaded several explicit YouTube videos in which he rationalized his incel worldview. Elliot Roger became the first hero of the incel movement, one of their martyrs or saints, and he is often depicted in photos with a halo in incel communities. Some incels even celebrate May 23rd as St. Elliot's Day, calling it his day of retribution. Elliot Rogers isn't even the only one. Currently being held without bail, Brian Koberger is accused of the 2022 stabbing murders of four University of Idaho students, three of whom were young women. One former FBI agent described Koberger as having an incel complex. A 19-year-old from San Antonio was arrested last year and described as an incel after threatening to take revenge at a conservative student conference. True, mass violence is a small percentage of this online community, but it cannot be ignored. These mass killings, coupled with the disturbing fucked up shit in their manifestos, have recently introduced incels to the broader public as an emerging threat. At the same time, the counterterrorism community has begun to view incels as a form of ideologically motivated violent extremism and an ongoing emerging domestic terrorism threat. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Canada officially recognized the violence in Toronto three years ago as incel terrorism. And as the right wing to which many of these deranged people belong, it continues to get bolder in their violence and extremism. Incels need to be watched closely as the terrorist harbors they are. Even if they are not the ones perpetrating the violence, they belong to a community that upholds it. I'm going to get a lot of shit for this view. In my research, I found way too many people talking about how we need to consider the absolute agony that comes with feeling unwanted and lonely. This is so true. Like I said, though, women feel this too. We feel self-loathing too, and we aren't violently lashing out. So I don't want to completely annihilate this argument. Let's talk a little bit about the psychology behind incels, because while I don't necessarily agree that we need to hear every single one of them out, I do understand that mental health is criminally undersupported in the United States, and many instances of inceldom could be addressed through a more supportive structure to get these men help. According to Psychology Today, the explanatory factors of being an incel are as follows. High rejection sensitivity, repeated experiences of rejection, mistreatment at home, bullying at school, poor social skills, sexual inexperience or virginity, negative body image, certain personality traits like neuroticism, mental illness like anxiety, depression or suicidal thoughts, feelings of insignificance, toxic masculinity, exposure to incel ideology and radicalization. Incels also have an outsized need for recognition, the preoccupation with having the legitimacy of their grievances acknowledged. They also have this kind of moral elitism that gives them the belief that their group behaves more morally than others. Incels also are marked by a lack of empathy, and they also are characterized by rumination 
which is the preoccupation and reflecting on past instances of victimization. They work within this fatalistic echo chamber where misery and failure are celebrated. They wallow in their misery and they believe there's little they can do to improve their romantic prospects short of changing their faces. And there actually is a huge market in plastic surgery for becoming chads. The New York New York Magazine did a whole expose on this a few years ago. Absolutely fascinating. I'll link it in the show notes. Incels also have significant tendency for higher levels of interpersonal victimhood. They have higher levels of depression, anxiety, and loneliness, and lower levels of life satisfaction. Incels are also reluctant to access mental health support, which means they can be considered a high risk and hard to reach group. Incels may encounter financial barriers to accessing competent mental health support because of their increased likelihood of being NEET, which is N-E-E-T, not in education, employment, or training, and the fact that many of them live with their parents. This is not a sarcastic dig. This is an evidence-based fact. Studies show incels are increasingly turning to suicide and self-harm, and many report body image issues, bullying, shyness, anxiety, autism, or other neurological challenges, and depression. There really is a rampant theme in their communities about suicide. They post suifuel, which is basically just posts about how they might as well all kill themselves. And it's heartbreaking. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it in person. I've seen the memes. I've seen the posts. It's really, really bad. I mean, it's it's just it, there is a an element of heartbreak to these particular Post the sua fuel. But it is not uncommon for incels to reject seeking mental help. Like I said, they don't perceive themselves as having a mental illness, but they perceive themselves as victims of a broken society. Getting vital mental health help is also complex. And without specialized services for over incels or those at risk for incel inclinations, mental health might fail. They also might just like wallowing in their misery together. They might just crave the echo chamber. There's this theory in social psychology called the need to belong theory that states that humans also have a fundamental motivation to be accepted into relationships with others and to be part of a social group. For some, incel identity may provide a sense of fraternity, this virtuous victimhood identity, a common enemy, a rich lexicon, as I mentioned, of this in-group terminology, as well as an excuse not to participate in the mating market. All of this to say is no one has any fucking idea what to do about incels. The FBI is watching them more closely and rightfully so. Academic communities are seeking to understand the motivations behind their behavior in order to create a system that can support in their recovery. Okay, fine. That's all fine. But we cannot swap our desire to understand with lowering of our guards. We need to continue to call them out when we see them. We need to continue to warn others when we encounter them because ultimately they belong to a community that glorifies sexual violence against women. I do not care what their motivations are, and I empathize with their loneliness they must feel, but I will continue to be creeped out by them, and I will always point them out to people when I encounter them. My own experience with insult incels is varied. One guy had a crush on me in high school, confessed his love to me. And when I told him I thought of him as just a friend, which I totally did, he turned absolutely evil on me. He spread vicious rumors. He pretended like I wasn't there when our groups of friends gathered only to drop cruel remarks about me like I wasn't there. I also had a stalker. One guy ended up turning down, stalking me at home and at work. And I sought a restraining order. Yes, we need to treat men as younger boys offering programs that have succeeded with other violent groups, such as 
batterer intervention programs designed to rehabilitate people who abuse their partners. We can do this. Sure. We can give these men and these boys access to cognitive behavioral therapy if they'll take it. We can add programming to schools, sports and youth groups. We can educate parents because obviously parents play a crucial role, too. Social media networks can and must do more to proactively moderate and remove that harmful content as vi and violent organizations and true, not all members of the incel group engage in or condone such contact. It is crucial to not consider incels as just sex starved nerds or socially awkward adolescents. But and also we need to protect women. That is my first priority here. We need to give women the resources to report these men. We need women to feel safe when they report them. As women and femmes, we need some kind of a network to expose incels when we encounter them and truthfully, the ones who wish to harm us. Sure, they might not all wish to harm us and they really just need a maybe really need a place to vent about their loneliness. But we cannot forget that in spite of everything, women are still more willing to look for humanity in the incels than they are in us. We need to deplatform far right groups which cater to men's frustrations and find an easy base of support and recruitment. We need to acknowledge the grotesque, palpable misogyny and the undercurrent of despair that I can't really just seriously believe comes down to not having sex. Each one of these incels at some point was a person vulnerable to radicalization. Whether they were groomed by someone else, influenced by someone like Elliot Rogers or managed to twist them up into it solo, there's an inflection point there that we can address. Some incels believe that sex is the ultimate form of acceptance and love. It's not about getting their dick wet, as many people reduce it to, but really being wanted by someone. This is also something we need to address. I think we cannot body shame men, even if we feel like they deserve it, even if they do it to us. I love Greta Thunberg, but when she said Andrew Tate had small dick energy, I felt like that just fueled the incel community and all just body shamed people. And that's part of the system. We need to make sure we are accepting of all body types. Okay. So that, because that's ultimately one of the things that incels are the most sensitive to. But as women and femmes, we also do don't need anyone telling us what we should and shouldn't say about terrorists who view us as commodities and not as people. There are millions of women who suffer from self-loathing, as I've said, who don't feel valued by society because of their lack of conventional features, but they're not driving cars into crowds of people to murder them. It's a horrible thing to feel unwanted, invisible, inadequate, ineligible for the things that any person might hope for. But it also is entirely possible to process a difficult social position with generosity and grace. That's it for this week, my loves. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to sign up for the newsletter at Reclaim Effing Everything. That's Reclaim E-F-F-I-N-G everything.com. And be sure to leave this podcast a five-star rating and review. <laughs> and remember, you do not need to apologize for wanting or not wanting a man or partner that seeks you out. While there is no safe way to reject a man, remember that your lack of desire is perfectly fine. You do not need to justify it. You can decline a man politely if you want. You can just say no. You can do whatever feels safe. And if you get some hostility, report it far and wide. The cops may not always do something about it. In fact, in my case, they don't. And if you're not a, a white cis woman with pretty privilege, they're even less likely to help. But always keep your wits about you. Carry mace, trust your gut, and you can say no whenever you want. Until next week, my love, I love you so much and girl fucking power. Power.